What's up, everybody? This is Daniel and Alex with DNA Ideology. We're bringing you a new episode today with our brother Ryan Bresnahan. It's going to be a long one, so you're in for a ride. For the first half, we talked about Ryan and what he's been up to with his new move to Colorado. And then we touched on different mental aspects of his life and what we've been learning recently. So, yeah, buckle up. Enjoy. It's a great one. See you. That's, that's Andy back in Dallas. I know. How's yeah. it feel? It's great, man. I love it. It's good to see family. Uh, like, it's crazy. The last time I saw my parents was July when they left Colorado. Like, July. Okay, so they helped you move in? Yeah, like July 3rd or July 5th or something like that. You just really been on your own. Yeah, I've been on my own and working and exploring the mountains. My favorite part about it is, Jet, is like the mountains are right there. Like, yeah. I can literally just. I'll be driving my car, just walking, and I'll see the mountains. I'll just be like, wow. It's just a good reminder. I mean, that's why I went up there. It's a reminder that God's beauty is literally right there. And, and it's just a wipes everything clean. No matter yeah. what's on my mind. Like, yeah. I'll be thinking about the it's dumbest right. shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, like, I see the mountains, and it's just like, okay, I, this is beautiful. I have nothing to worry about, like... No matter what's going on, I live in a beautiful place. I can do something beautiful with my life. Like, yeah, yeah. I can make whatever I want happen. It's just like a reminder, always right there. It's like, you're all right, bro. You're yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like, you're feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good. It just puts me in that state. But it's awesome. Dang, I've seen, uh, I've been watching you, and uh, I've seen you do all these like mountain hikes and things like that. I was going to say, I've been seeing those on Facebook. Too. They're fun, dude. Yeah. How many have you gone on right so far? Um, so, I did 10. They call them 14ers. Jeez. I've done a lot. So there's is it like I a group meetup? Like, you just meet up with a whole bunch of group of people? Or is it like a like is there a specific time you all, like, everyone gets there and you just go up together? Or you just kind of go at your own pace or what? So, uh, I've gone with people. I've gone with groups. Some of them I've done on my own where I just okay. show up. Okay. Like, the last one I did, Long Speak, that was the most intense one. That one, that one, people die on that every year. You serious? Yeah. It's hard to laugh at Yeah. Well, part of it, because it's one of the closer ones to Denver, there's some that are like... So, 14 years of mountain above 14,000 feet. And there's so, all I mean, that also has yeah, yeah, yeah. classifies as a 14 yeah, yeah. So, it's like, there's only... I think there's 58 in Colorado. Jeez. And that's, Colorado has the most than any other state. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's so crazy. That's cra- a lot. Dude, it's crazy because my dad was telling me... It like this in like June, and I didn't know what a fourteen was in June, and now I've done ten of them. So like that, that right there, that truly encapsulates my experience of Colorado itself. Like, I didn't really know much going into it, but like you meet people about like camping, and mm-hmm. snowshoeing, skiing, fly fishing, mm-hmm. hunting. Like the list goes on, and you're just like, I've never been exposed to this lifestyle. And it's so it's normal. It's a completely different world. It's a completely yeah. different world. So I, I'll be asking people, like, what are you doing this with? Oh, I'm going camping in, in the Grand Canyon. Oh, I'm doing this at Moab. And oh, we're going to this lake and going to go water skiing. Like, everybody is so active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, everybody. That's Even, like, 60-year-olds. <laughs> that's crazy. go run 10 miles. That's crazy, to look, <laughs> that's crazy to look back at when you moved, like, in June and look back and be like, oh, my God, I've done so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know what the hikes were I didn't even know what a 14 or was and i've done 10 of them yeah you know what i mean like that's crazy it's yeah, wild it's because you ha- it's not like you've been out there a crazy amount of time mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's a lot to learn and like do in a short amount of time 
Yeah. So what do you do? Do you typically, do you have like a schedule? Like do you do like once a week, like once every other week or just kind of whenever you have free time? I, uh, in the summer, so the summer's the best time. Yeah, the last one I did, dude, it was like September, I think it was the last week, September, the Longest Peak one, mm-hmm. and that, that one's the longest I did, so I started at 2.30 a.m., because you have to start super early, yeah. you don't want to be there, that's yeah. crazy, you don't want to be there in the, in like 3 p.m., because storms come in the mountains, oh, yeah. and you're so high above tree line that you're the only thing that's did someone tell you about that oh yeah there's like i was gonna say because like you wouldn't know that no you might not see that be oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see people do that sometimes and you can and you're like, like people make jokes of texans that it's pretty funny they're like oh it's probably a texan they're on their way <laughs> up sleeping until like, nine yeah exactly like i'm gonna go start a 14 or like there's the only one above tree line <laughs> those are people that die oh my god it's, but it's funny yeah it's i mean it's it's awesome people people definitely love it there for they always joke around but they're like oh don't tell everybody how nice it is like it's a secret because re- everybody thinks it's cold it's really not that cold yeah. Like Colorado, in Colorado in general? In the, at least Denver. If yeah. you live in the mountains, yeah, like it's going to be snowy. Mm-hmm. Like it snows there. It snowed like four times already. Yeah. But then like it'll snow and it'll be like 30 degrees or, you know, kind of cold. But then the next yeah. day it'll be sunny. But the thing is like you get acclimated to it. You get it's, acclimated. It's not like you're in Antarctica. No. Like, yeah. you know I mean, like you get used to it. Yeah. Especially if it has all those other things yeah. you're talking about. Kind of oh, outweighs, yeah. I don't know. It, it's probably cool too because we don't get to experience that much at all out here. You know what yeah. I mean? So you probably appreciate the snow and stuff more. I love it. Being up there, you're like, what? This I'm is so awesome. I'm like, dude, it snowed. Yeah. And some yeah. people are like, yeah, they're like, yeah, you're from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, like, Ryan, they're like, Ryan, it's two inches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, snow. You're like, bro, we canceling school. We canceling work. Yeah. They're like, no. They're they're like, like, grab a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> grab a shovel. Yeah. They're like, absolutely not. What's the, what was, like, one of the biggest changes for you going from Texas to there? Like, There's got to be a ton. Yeah, it's got to be a ton. Mm-hmm. The biggest change going from Texas to there. I think it's kind of like what I was saying is, like, we, we've always been interested in going outside, right? Like, we go to, like, Irwin Park and stuff and do stuff. But I think just on average there, people are so much more outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's not even a question. Like, I remember whenever I moved there, you know, looking out my apartment window, you see people walk by, like, a lot. And, then, like, it makes you think, like, oh, I need to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because I think there's 300 days of sun on average a year there. Mm. So, eight out of every 10 days are sunny. So, it's just, like, so That's beautiful. Crazy. And it's, like, pure, like, blue sky sunny, mm-hmm. like, no cloud. So, you look outside, and you're like, I got to get outside. You know, yeah, it probably feels like what's like the average temperature like throughout the day. Uh, right now, November, it's been like so. It's different there. I always I have a plus fifteen rule, so if it's forty there, mm-hmm. I plus fifteen. That's what it feels like here. So if it's forty there and sunny, and it feels like it's fifty five and sunny here. So pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, because it's yeah. less because it's dry there. Mm-hmm. It's more humid okay, here. Okay, I get you. Yeah, wow. like even right now, like this morning, I was like, "Damn, it's cold outside." Yeah. And people would always yeah. be like, "Bro, you're from Colorado." I'm like, "Dude, it's it's a lot more humid, cold here. Like you feel it more, you know." Yeah. Uh, that that is so interesting. It's different. I never yeah. thought about that, dude. 
Wednesday morning, so it snowed Monday. Wednesday morning, I was outside working, shorts and t-shirt, 40 degrees and sunny. I was hot in a shorts and t-shirt. It was 40 degrees with snow outside. Wow. Like my whole life thinking that would be like, hell no, it's cold. Yeah, Get inside. Yeah, it's yeah. 40 degrees, you know? <laughs> Bruh. Oh, man. That's crazy. Like that whole journey, that whole switch from like just being here, being acclimated around, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, you love and then starting your own life and building even more like friendships or, you know, even trying new things that you have out there. Like that's a, honestly, yeah. I applaud you for that. Cause that's like that's was, hard to yeah. get away from just that and be like, okay, I'm gonna go do this. But you exactly. were set on that. I remember you were talking about it. You're like, I think mm-hmm. this is a move I'm going to make. And you're like, I know this for sure is a move I'm going to make. And, and now you're doing it. And to me, it didn't even like really hit me that you were out there until Alex was like, yeah, bro, Ryan FaceTimed me the other day. Mm-hmm. He was like all moved in. And I was like, <laughs> he's actually like really out there by yeah. himself, like starting a life. Like I was like that. And I know we've talked about that, but I was like, that's crazy. Like that yeah. says so much about you that you were like, yeah, this is where I want to go. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'll then, figure everything out. You know what I mean? Because so many people would let so many little fears or thoughts get to them. Like, ah, uh, but like, I don't know. What if like, I don't like it up there? Like, what if I don't make enough friends? Like my family's down here. Yeah. But to push past all those and be like, no, this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to love it. It's crazy, especially at this stage of life, you know what I mean, where we're so young mm-hmm. and we're still learning how to like navigate through everything. Like being able to do that right now says so much about you and like what you'll end up doing in the future, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Well, I'm take a sip of water. Take a sip of water. <laughs> I'm lucky, dude. I I mean, I'm so lucky. It's like I appreciate that. Thank you. That's it's good to hear and it's just a reminder that you know, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm blessed. Like, mm-hmm. why not? You know, we've, we've we always talked about this. About yeah. Why yeah. not? And it's like, yeah. especially, I mean, in everybody's situation, right? We all have things going for us. But like, dude, I'm just so lucky. Like, I have yeah. so much going for me. Like, I got my college paid for. Like, I got my yeah. parents helped me move in. My dad helped me find a job. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, like, I have the ability. I have a car. Like yeah, I, that's just I have so much going for me. We like right. all of us have so much going for us in different ways. Like mm-hmm. we live in the U.S. Yeah, we're like, alive. We're already, yeah, we're not handicapped. You know what I mean? Like we can literally like the world is at our fingertips, and it's just it feel fills me with so much motivation, so much energy, so yeah. much fuel. Yeah, you know, feel that can never <clears throat> go out. Yeah, where it's like. I have so much going for me. Like I can do anything and I should do anything. Right. Yeah. It's like a, it's a responsibility almost, but it's, it fuels me with happiness and energy because like, wow, like, <clears throat> not only can I do anything, but for me personally, this is what we talked about last time, the significance, the six human needs, mm-hmm. it, it fuels me because I know that I can use that to help others and I can be a light exactly. in somebody else's life. Exactly. And that's what gives me energy. It'd be different if I was like, Oh, I have all this shit going for me. Oh, I can go make a buttload of money and just yeah. go gamble and buy cars. Like that might motivate me like for a day. Yeah. Like, oh hell yeah. I'm, dude, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. drive a fucking Lamborghini yeah, two weeks not. from now. Yeah. But then tomorrow I wouldn't want to wake up early and do all the shit that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I only wake up early and do the shit that I want to do because I'm like, damn, if I do this, I can be an inspiration in someone's life 
and not only make them feel better, but make them feel better enough that they make someone else feel better. Yeah. And then they change Quite someone that else's chain life. Reaction. Yeah, that chain mm-hmm. reaction. And that's what lights the fire in my body, under my ass, whatever you want to say. Like, sure, it's wow. like, that's what gets me going. Because yeah. that shit just, I'm like, wow, I have that opportunity. I have so many, so many dominoes falling for me that I can keep the effect going and, and yeah. make more dominoes fall for other people. I think it's like uh, kind of what we were talking about yesterday where like when your name's attached to the subject, you want to make sure that, you know, you're putting outputting your best or you're putting your best foot forward that way, you know, so people that are looking at you or trying to follow in certain footsteps or, you know, looking towards you in a, 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 a certain type of manner, they can gain from that and look at it in perspective of like, okay, like I'm doing this at 110, 110 because at the end of the day, I was telling him, only thing left that you really have is like your resume of the stuff you did when mm-hmm. you leave this place. So mm-hmm. it's like, did you make it better or did you mm-hmm. just stay complacent in where you were at that moment and <clears throat> just went from there? Because it's like, what what will be remembered? What will be said about you specifically, you know, after everything's said and done, you know? And I think that's what one of the things I want to be known for is that, okay, I could have done something to make these people's lives like a ton better and just by me being here and doing what i'm doing and being proactive in that right like that's my interior like version of success like me being here that alternates into you know he's having a better life or he learned something from me i'm just i'm just living my life to pick up on that and i think like that's cool, man. That is cool. I, I, I like that you said that and how you used that, utilized that. Because we were kind of talking about some sort of uh, direction of that yesterday mm-hmm. when we were talking. Like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> A life uh, resume. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. like Well, let's uh, tell us about what you've been. I mean, I know we've all talked about what you've been doing since you've been up there. But like for work and stuff. Just for people listening. And we're like, what has he been up to? Like, what does he do out there? Okay, so I, it's so funny, I always love answering this question, because I like, even thinking about like, okay, how do I want to explain what I do? Um, I, uh, so I help people find vibrance in any area of life, mm-hmm. so like their physical, their mental, nutritional, and I not only help them find it, I help them achieve it. Now, how do I do that? I do that through a clinical setting where someone tore their ACL or tore their whatever shoulder labrum doesn't really matter, but then they go through physical therapy and the people that want to continue past physical therapy and actually like see results and start to work on other areas of their life, they come with me after. Um, that's like half what I do and then the other half I just get people that show up and they're like, oh, I want to train or whatever. So I work with kids that are aged like, you know, seven-year-olds all the way to 70. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I work with a, a wide range of people and they're yeah. both athletes and non-athletes. Yeah. Um, and what I love about it is kind of going back to what lights the fire under my ass is like, oh, I get to help people on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just not always easy or like I might have long ass days, but any day I wake up, I'm always like, wow, like I literally get to play a part in someone's life where they can leave mm-hmm. that session yeah. an hour after me feeling better and then, yeah, and then that impacts other areas of their life. Yeah. You know, maybe they, if someone's trying to lose weight, maybe I reframe the way that they look at food and they're like, oh, instead of good or bad food, I can just 
kind of relax and I don't have to be in this strict ass diet. And then like, maybe that's 10% of their mental energy that I just freed up, you know? Yeah. And then they can use it mm-hmm. in another area. It's like just very simple little things yeah. like that, you know, like it could, that's what I love about it. It's so uh, variable. There's so much variety in it. Like I can go from that, then I can go from a high level athlete college or above where they're like, Oh, I want to get my game 1% better. Or maybe they want, something but then it really means something else maybe they just want to have more confidence in themselves you know and it's like i'm Mm. as the coach you have to figure that out like i'm stealing this quote from uh i think his name is martin rooney i watched him uh at a conference a while back like he's like okay what is a coach what's the definition of a coach well coach is a, a you know a carriage or a something that carries people to a destination Mm -hmm. so that's what we do we carry people to the destination that they want to be now we, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. yeah. I know. I've never, and I was like, holy shit. I've never once <laughs> yeah. thought about it being, yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what the word means. Exactly. I don't know why I've never put Me that either. together. Yeah, I never thought that's about crazy. that. You just think of coach, the guy with the whistle. Exactly. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You just get him out on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's crazy. That is awesome. I love how you said uh, you get to, uh, what, did you use the word vibrance? Mm-hmm. I, that is so awesome. Yeah, like you can tell you've like thought about that definition for what you do. You know what I mean? I love that. Um, I want to talk about two because I know we've had hour and hour long conversations about our like beliefs and like how they've changed and like our mindset since we've uh, you know moved on to this next stage of life. But if you could kind of like pick or choose how your mindset has changed since you've been up there, like what you've been working on mentally or uh, how you've developed yourself since you've been up there and you've been by yourself and working on yourself, like what would you kind of say? You know what I mean? Like how have you, because you've progressed so much since June, whenever we talked last, just with the conversations that we have. So I guess like what started that, you know what I mean? And then like since you started that, like what has what have you seen like change, like how you think and like your overall like mental strategy on life? Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, that's a heavy yeah. question, but just overall, yeah. like how are you looking at life now versus how you did before you got out there? Cause I know it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I think this is the perfect time to ask that because I am back mm-hmm. where I yeah. was before, you, are, you know, yeah, like, exactly. yeah. and, and you're probably getting a chance being back here to like, put it on to perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like looking, like you can almost like look at yourself in Colorado while you're back here and be like, oh, that's crazy. Like I really have changed a lot since I've been back home. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. I think the, the biggest thing um, that I've noticed, well, rewind. What I was telling you last time we talked, mm-hmm. back in like May, so it's tons of, obviously tons of things, but one thing I can think of is back in May, I bought uh, the Tony Robbins program that I was talking to you about. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was talking Breakthrough, to him, baby. I was talking yeah. to him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh last my time, gosh. Last time we were talking on the phone, uh, we had like, <laughs> we were talking about, because we had both, like, we both been listening to like different, different guys and stuff. And the guy that uh, Ryan's been learning a lot from is Tony Robbins. And so he was describing something and he was like yeah bro i was talking to tony the other day and like he didn't mean to say it but he said it and it was the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing so like from then on in the conversation we were just like 
Yeah, bro, I was snapping Tony and like he yeah. was talking to Oh, yeah, so, I was FaceTiming. <laughs> <laughs> he said he so. told me this. Yeah. <laughs> A Facebook message. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's like, I think, oh, even better answer right here. So it really all started with COVID. Yeah. You know, think back to what happened when COVID started. I mean, think, think about, down. yeah, things shut down and then think about mm-hmm. what happened in your own lives. Yeah. Right. And then even for the people listening, think about what that meant. And I remember it all started with like, oh shit, like, okay, I'm not in college, like physically there anymore. A lot of these things are happening. Like I'm about to graduate. And then I remember hearing on a podcast, this guy named Ryan Holiday. Yeah. And, uh, I forget who it was, maybe Tim Ferriss. Is that the, yeah, yeah, right. Is, what book did he write? Um, Ego is the Enemy, mm-hmm. Obstacles yeah. Away. Yeah. Obstacles yeah. Away. Obstacles Away. That's the one book. I was thinking of. Have you read that? No, well, I remember you posting something about how you and your dad are reading it together. That I book. thought that was so awesome. That book changed but it's, my it's life. like uh, stoicism, right? Is mm-hmm. that how you pronounce that word? Yep. So it, it's like that type of ideology, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That book changed my life. That's a good one. Um, so he was on the podcast and he was like, you know, ask yourself back then, he said, ask yourself six months, a year from now, if this thing's still going on. Because this was like in April. And, uh, do you, would you want to look back at this time and do you want it to be like you kind of just lived or ask yourself what it would feel like if this was sacred if this time exactly. off like you can was use sacred. that yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that really hit me i was like wow mm-hmm. like reframing it not only asking that question but like from a future tense yeah what would this feel like what would this look like what would it you know what would it sound like what would you journal about what everything if this time was sacred and that really hit me and I was just like, wow, okay. Yeah. I have an opportunity to be with my family for six months. Mm-hmm. I have an opportunity to, you know, I can do school online. Now I have six hours free in the day. What am I going to do with those six hours? Um, again, like I have an opportunity. I don't have to work. I'm living with my parents and, and I don't have to pay rent. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I really started to do delve into personal development deeply, journaling, uh, I was working out every day. I love that. I was running. Um, I bought that Tony Robbins program. I remember I made a deal. I was like, okay, once I finish school, I was doing something else too, like another certification or something. Once I finish those two, I'm going to start the Tony Robbins. So like I was excited. I bought it. I started it. Like I didn't even, I didn't think, right? I just did it. Yeah, Took action. Like think later. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what y'all were saying with the Colorado right thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Just, just go, get out of your we'll own head. Out. Yeah, and, just and go. So the the Tony Robbins thing, it started from you watching a lot of his videos. That's right? true. And you were like, yeah. okay, I want to get more of this stuff. Because mm-hmm. it was really impacting you, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I watched, I'd watch like at first like, you know, those little short videos that they make 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I think I, I told you about this. He, I heard one of his quotes, he's like, yeah, people like give motivation shit, but it's like taking a shower. Right, you gotta do it every day. That, yeah, that's one of my favorite things you've, yeah. you've talked about on the phone because uh-huh. it's so every no, time. Like, wow. Okay. Every single day when I think about not wanting to do like mm-hmm. whatever the small thing yep. is that's gonna put me in a good headspace, yep. I'm like, that's so dumb. It, it like it's like a shower. We uh-huh. need it every single day. It's not like I can rely on yeah. something I did last week to carry exactly. over now. You know what I mean? So I love that you said that. That's true, and every like we all need that multiple times. Every single time yeah. I hear that, I'm always like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, so yeah, I started watching his videos, and then I, this was the big behemoth. I watched an eight-hour video of his that uh, I don't know if y'all y'all probably seen him. Evan Carmichael, 
he has like the little like, yeah, I heard of him. Yes. paper airplane yeah. logo. He does like the top 10 rules of blah, blah, blah. Like he makes those mm-hmm. videos of uh-huh. successful people. So he made an eight hour compilation of Tony Robbins and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. Oh my, this. you made an eight hour? Oh, yeah. Man, so is, I finished that. That one took me like a month. I did that in April, I think. And I would listen to it whenever I worked out. Yeah. So like not only was it him like vocally, verbally speaking, there'd be some parts where he's like in his conference, hey, sit down and you're going to, here's question one, write, write it down, write out exercises. the answer. Write yeah. exercises. And I did every single one of those. And that like, that was really where I started to see transformation in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I already said, I was working out every day. Uh, you know, my nutrition was as best it could be living at home where my parents were making food, but I was enjoying my nutrition. Spirituality was going up. Mentality was going up. Physical was going up. Relationships were going up. I was yeah. having, that was the best relationship I had with a girl ever like where I felt most at peace most at home like it was it was during COVID couldn't even like we saw each other twice but that was the best relationship I've had you know and like because you were so like grounded in yourself I was grounded in myself if if I can reframe any area of my life to be that good during a time where everybody else thinks it's that bad, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not saying it's not bad for some people like some people yeah some people I had it hard as shit I had it very lucky I get it, but like, if I can have such a stark contrast in my mindset, live so positively while everybody's like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, the world, the pandemic," and I'm just yeah. like, it just literally was like a mirror image of showing me like, this is the power of controlling your own mind. If you yeah. control the right. internal yeah. world, what the external world does not matter. There's and no enemy. You, and if you let the external world control mm-hmm. your internal world, like you're always going to be subject to something else. You know what I mean? Making you happy or throwing you off. Like, that's yeah. that's crazy that you're saying that. Like, it's wild. <laughs> literally, in the, the, like, since we've been alive, like, the worst time in American history, you, like, came out of it so positive. Like, that's crazy. You'd be able to look back on that and be like, okay, if I could do this in this right. time period, what like, can't imagine, I do? Yeah, yeah, like, imagine when the world is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Keep going. So, um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's been a blessing. I think it's a great great way to put it too. Mm-hmm. It's like if I can, if this is the winner, yeah. And is, I'll steal another quote from Tony Robbins, man. It's yeah. like on the phone, right? Yeah, whenever you call, <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Every call, right? Actually, he was in the car. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Tony, like, seven minutes late. So. Yeah, so I was listening to those uh, things. So the quote from Tony Robbins is winter during winter, right? Some people freeze to death. Like literally some people in the past history frozen to death. Some people learn how to ski. Some people learn how to snowboard, right? Yeah. It's like you can use it to use it however you want. Yeah. Use it however you want. You can freak out and freeze or you can have fun mm. and learn how to ski. Um, so I think that's very powerful, but I finished that eight hour video, I did all the exercises. My life was like thriving. Like I never felt so powerful before in yeah. all areas of life. And there's, you know, it's so funny. Like there's, there's been ebbs and flows where, you know, sometimes like the, the only other time where I felt very similar was senior year of high school. Like it's whenever I started working out a lot and mm-hmm. like reading yeah. books and meditating, that was, that was like, you can call it the first breakthrough. Where like I started to realize like wow life does not have to be this right, idea like, life doesn't have to happen to me yeah I can create whatever exactly. I want mm-hmm. yeah I can be a creator rather than a manager of my circumstances mm-hmm. so it's like 
that was, you can call that the first breakthrough, which I think is beautiful. That's the way God, the universe does it is you, you start to realize certain points in your life, especially a lot of times after hard points, right? I mean, think yeah. back in your lives. When was the, the most deep part of your life, the, the most happy, happiest part of your life or the most fulfilling? It's usually yeah. during or after a hard-ass part of your life, right? Yeah. Like the deepest and biggest lessons learned in your life, if you think back, they're like, wow. During the moment, I thought it was hard as shit, but really... It was amazing. It was happening through for it. me, right? You know, you start to think back. Um, mm-hmm. So that was senior. That was like breakthrough one. This one was like, holy shit. Like, here's another, here's another one. And then the difference between this and other times in my life, I was telling you about this, the program that I bought, and it was kind of awesome how it came up. I think I just literally like looked one day. The first thing I saw on his page, I was like, oh, I'm going with that one. I don't really, there was, there was no other like thinking. It was it was like, I'm deciding I'm doing that. And I did it. And the, the program that it was was called Lasting Change. And I think it was like one of the highest rated ones. I was going to say, you were telling me you were reading the reviews and they were like, yeah. this yeah. one. I think you were telling me it was like applicable to anybody. Like yes. it was super like applicable to you no matter who you were mm-hmm. in life. No matter what you were trying to do. Right. Yeah. And the, the one that they said about this program was... Um, and with, with any program, I'll say this, with any program, like I love the program, obviously the stuff that you learn, right? We all have the ability to do it. I'm, I'm mainly saying this for the people that are listening, like it's so funny because I'll probably buy another one. Is any investment you can make in yourself, think about a time you've invested in yourself, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's going to work out, whether it's eating healthy, how good do you feel after you do it versus a time where maybe you use that... Same energy or time so, for something else. So funny you say that. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I remember you were telling me, like, it was, it's an, ex- like, programs like that are very expensive. And I remember you telling me that, like, dude, I dropped a lot of money on it, but then that money is going to, if it can lead to a better quality of life, like, why wouldn't I mm-hmm. invest yeah. that into myself? And it's the same thing with, like, books or anything, like, that $10, like, I don't know. Books are one of the best investments. Yeah, it's, yeah. but it's so funny because that, that $10 <laughs> can feel like a large expense in the moment, but then it's like, oh, go to Whataburger. Yeah. Eight ninety five for a meal. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny you say that because I, uh, I think it can be, for, some, for whatever reason, hard to look at it like that. You know what I mean? I, maybe it's just because you put up those walls like, oh, I don't want to spend that money. But... You're so right. Like if you can learn to look at it in terms of like, this is going to be so beneficial to me in the long run for X, Y, Z. Like I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like our, our feeling, how we feel Mm -hmm. is our life. How we feel is our reality. I like, I love this. So here's a story. Uh, man, Tony Robbins, I'm shouting you out. <laughs> so, I knew we were going to talk a lot about him, but I love that. Like, right, yeah, for real. I, I mean, and to anybody who hasn't listened to him or like watched any of his stuff, like now's the time. Because yep. after you told me about him, I started diving into mm-hmm. him and I was like... Same with John. Yeah, same yeah. with John. Just called well, him. Well, I texted him the other day. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like my, I was like, my man Ryan's probably going to be hitting you up soon. Seriously, dude, I've watched like two hours of his stuff. I watched like, I think I watched like two or three hour long interviews. I, I love I him. I can't dude. even... It's it's crazy how much a random person on the internet can impact your life based on their teachings. Because I can't even emphasize enough how much like he's impacted how I view life just from a month of 
watching his yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's cri- yeah. like we're so lucky to live in the time period mm-hmm. we do where all that information is available versus yeah. like a time period where there's no internet. 1920. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like you well, just you gotta don't read a book. Yeah. And you, you, you gotta just read a newspaper read. or yeah, if you don't book. know how to read. You're not yeah. getting any. You're listening to you a person tell you, you know, you just yeah. don't know. Like you have no idea, know. but yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, um, cause we talked about this, uh, a little bit back. Um, you were uh, looking, I guess, for foundations to kind of mm. uh, charities, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of invest in. Tell us a little bit about that and why you started to do that. Wow, thank you for being on. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, which I still, we still need to get on. Still yeah, get yeah, on. we do. So, okay. Another, so, okay, okay, okay. What I, I'll blend this together. So what I was saying earlier, the book that I was reading is called Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a fucking, it's a monster, dude. It's a fat, <laughs> it's like it's a fat pages, book. Yeah. yeah, it's like 700 pages. I think that's the biggest book I've read. That one took me like two months straight every day of reading. But that's a, that's a damn near a textbook. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, but I recommend it so heavily. I mean, that book, it's so funny, dude. So many things have changed my life recently. But that book changed my life. Uh, my dad gave me that. Uh, so there's... What I like about him is he teaches you, right, like systems to be able to succeed, whether it's saving money, like what does saving money mean to you? Like, that's why I like him is because a lot of times it's, okay, what does it mean to me? You have to journal. You have to put in the work. If you're saving money because someone else is saving you money, that's just not going to last, right? We all know, everybody knows that saving money is good. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that eating fast food is, or not eating fast food is good. Does everybody do that? No. no. Right. No. So it's like, yeah. it's, we all know what's good for us or what's more beneficial, what's less beneficial, but what makes us do it, what makes us do anything is finding out why and why does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. If it matters to mm-hmm. you, if it matches your value system, your belief system, it's going to get done. If yeah. it doesn't, it won't. It's as simple as that. So mm-hmm. even in the mm-hmm. book, I'll go, I'll go on the charity question. It's like, okay, well, what, what gives you joy? What can you use your money to give you joy for, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not, we're not making more money to make more money or to spend more money. Maybe that's what matters for some person. It's not what matters for me or for us three, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was, for me, it was like, oh, like, I can bring myself more joy. And then I already do have a goal of giving to charities, whether it's money or time. Now, if I have, if I find ways to free up money, I can give that money to, to other areas that actually do bring me more joy. Like yeah. think about this for all three, for all three of us and the people listening, what's going to give you more joy uh, for giving money to your phone bill or charity? Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah. You know? yeah for sure. So if I get a cheaper <laughs> phone plan, cause I don't use all my data and I actually like start to get cognizant and look at areas that I'm spending Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is, haircut, haircuts was the big thing for me. That was my thing, dude. I calculated yeah. how much I was spending a year on haircuts. There was an exercise in there that was like, start to look at things. And it was like, okay, well, number one, haircut, start to journal on a scale of one to 10 or whatever it was. How important is that to you? And I was like, yeah, it's a seven. Like, I like having nice yeah. hair, but it's not yeah. like yeah. I need that a bunch. Yeah. So then I figured out it wasn't the most important thing to use my money for. And it was like 600 a year or something like that. And then, yeah. And then there's an exercise where you start to, you start to, um, put it like if I invested that, 
because a big part of the book is investing. Mm-hmm. If I invested that and made a conservative 7% a year, yep. right, mm-hmm. for the, the next 40 average. years, yeah, for 40 years, how much would that be? And I don't remember, maybe it was like 100000 or 90000 I was like, okay, if I put it this <laughs> yeah. way, I can save $90,000. And that's what made it even ring more true for me. I can save $90,000 by just cutting my own hair, getting a cheap-ass haircut somewhere else, right? Yeah. Instead of the, the nice $35 tip, you know? And that's that awesome. Yeah, and like that, that right there was an example of what the book taught me. And then talking about charity was like the same kind of thing. How important is it to you? What kind of charities, you know, what specifically? And for me, it was like, okay, well, I've always given to uh, charities that, well, so I actually always gave charities that had to do with psychedelics. Because in high school, I took the psychedelics with Spencer. I took mushrooms with Spencer. And that was yeah. like, a, that was a big ass thing in my life that really opened a lot of doors. I forgot about that. That was early high school. I was like sophomore year. It was like, that was fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was with Tony Robbins. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was so upset because John was there. He didn't invite me. <laughs> uh, but that, there was a big organization. It's called MAPS. I used to give to a lot. I think I, I still do. I've just automated it all now. So it just does it without me even seeing it or thinking about it, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, so that was like the big one. And then I started journaling into other ones. So I went to Nicaragua with my dad mm-hmm. uh, senior year for a mission trip, service trip with Rotary. And I got to work with the kids there and we helped like build their school. And uh, what I loved about that trip was how it was only a week. It was, it was short, but it was just perfect time because I went down there and it was, it was so humbling and life altering that we're in a school bus, right? We're driving to a school, which here would probably take 20 minutes to get there. It took two hours there because we had to go through all these mining roads and then the highway that was supposed to lead to the school was not finished. It was totally disaster, potholes, things everywhere mm-hmm. because the government official that was given the money to finish the project took it and used it on himself. He just didn't use it for the project, right? Yeah. So things like that happen, you know, like we drive on these nice roads. Imagine if we lived just where we were born. Mm-hmm. We don't have roads because we... They give it to the people that are supposed to help the community and then they buy a nice car for them, for their family yeah. and then no one does anything because they pay off the other people. You know, so even yeah. things like that, we're just like, wow, okay. Like, that's not what I'm used to. And then we're driving past thousands of little shacks, tin shacks where people are living with their families and, you know, rooms smaller in this room and that's their life. And then there's a lake and that's where they go bathe and that's, that's their life. And, uh, we drive on the beach, was at, which was actually pretty cool. Our bus was like on the sand. So like the water was to the right and then like the land was to the left. Yeah. But anyways, after getting there for a two-hour trip every day, which was cool, uh, what I loved about it was we went there. It's pretty funny how it worked out. We went there with Rotary. It was very unorganized on our part. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to go help them build a well. That's like what I went there for. And then like, they're like, oh, we don't have the materials yet, which I get it. There's different extraneous factors, but they're like, okay, we need to find something to do. So we built them, we built them a basketball hoop, which is awesome, but they don't really play basketball. <laughs> they play soccer. They're like yeah. kicking it. Yeah, I know. They're like, what is that? Um, so it was, it was pretty funny how it worked out, but I think... 
again, right? You can focus on like certain parts or you can focus on the parts that weren't the best or you can focus on the parts that were the best. And the parts that were the best were, I remember it was like day one at the school and the school was welcoming, welcoming us. It was like a bunch of little kids and they were doing their song, right? And you're, I was kind of standing there and I had like my phone and it was fun. But seeing the kids genuinely be happy to see us there and smiling and then it's kind of like awkward at first we don't really speak the same language Mm -hmm. and then like me letting down my guard enough i think really what it was like you know 18 year old being like oh shit like i don't it's okay like i don't it doesn't have to be what i think it is right like i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna talk to him whatever and then just like putting all my stuff down and be like i'm just gonna have fun with them i'm just gonna enjoy the moment yeah. And we were playing tag and laughing and smiling and, you know, mm-hmm. chasing each other. And like that was, that was another lesson I learned was even if we don't speak the same language, That's whether true. it's someone that literally speaks English with me and we don't speak the same language of, you know, we're not similar mindset or whatever it is, there's always a language of love and smiles mm-hmm. and happiness. And that was what I learned that day was I can have fun with these kids. I can laugh till my belly hurts I can chase them around like I can smile and we were communicating that's a language that's more powerful than words Mm, right and that was that was really what showed me the power of like going there and doing that which I always want to be able to go places and help people give my time give my energy give my presence and to this day I still give that organization financially because it made such an impact on my life where not only did I get to do that, my dad, I mean, he had to pay for it. So again, on opportunity, he provided that opportunity for me, uh, was I remember those kids, right? And I remember that not only are those kids there, there's millions of other kids like that, millions of other schools like that around yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. And if I can give a little bit of my income, right? It's just a tiny bit. And I can do that now. Another thing that, I love, that Tony says is if, if you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it when you have more money. And when he said that, I was like, wow. That is exactly right. Because I have fallen into that trap where it's like, oh, well, you know. Once you make more. Yeah, make an X amount. I can can only give this much. It's like, no, if you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it when you're making blah, 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 however much you get. You talk about that in the book? Yeah. And his his videos. I mean, I've heard him say that a lot. He shot you a text. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, I was in the hot tub with him earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And like when he said that, it really hit me. Cause I think what I used to do, I always gave like even to that psychedelic organization I was mentioning, I always gave, but it would be like once every three months and I'd give like a hundred dollars or whatever, which is still better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But, um, this time I was like, you know what? Like I'm automating this shit. And again, with the decision making, not an incision, um, no, I'm deciding. I'm cutting everything out. There's no other option. I automated all my uh, charity giving. I was like, this is staying no matter what. So once I did that, and you start to like, you you realize that, number one, you made a decision. You feel good about it. Number two, which is probably more important, like I mentioned in the book, it means something to you. It's fulfilling. You're using your money, right? That money is so much yeah. better used than buying myself a fucking latte from whatever the hell, you know, like, yeah, it's that gives me so much more joy. So now that I know that's happening every month, that for me personally, I like to like open my bank statement and look at it. And I like getting emails because otherwise I kind of just forget that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but me seeing like the dollar amount, like, oh, shit, like I did that. 
like I literally gave to these people and they're using this, you know, I start to like really like think about it, like visualize, like, oh, I wonder like how they're using it. Like they're giving food to these kids and you're just, that's such a good thought to have Yeah. for what? $10 or whatever the heck. Like that's, it's like, that's, that's such a, for lack of a better term, that's such a cheap way to find happiness, but that's also yeah. such a rich way to find happiness is using just a little yeah. bit of money to or time or energy whatever it is because you can do something locally which i do in colorado is giving something to help someone else Mm -hmm. that makes you feel 10 times better than using Mm -hmm. it to buy something for yourself and it's not like you're expecting something in return from Mm -hmm. that you know what i mean but it's also establishing that habit you know what i mean right now and showing yourself even donating that tiny amount of money like how much better you'll feel it's just gonna end up snowballing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean to where when you do have more income, you can provide more. Yeah. You're going to be thinking you know about I mean? it. You're going to be like, you know what? Now I can really give the way I, I want to truly give. Exactly. And it's like, I've already been giving, right. but he's like, now. And you know how know. that little bit makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that he, I love that uh, he talks about that. Tony talked about like starting it now because like you're mm-hmm. not going to do it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge one. That's a huge one. Uh, moving forward into like... Um, I heard like so we talked about traveling too. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, more traveling. Um, mm-hmm. What is it you said? Japan. 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 Or what made you? Japan. What made you think about Japan? Uh, well, I've always wanted to go. I think it's two things. Two two things. Which I like. One of them, I definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I definitely yeah. Like, you told me I was like Japan. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. I know you're gonna freak out uh, for when I say so. And, uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's Chinese. No, okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He's cut, edit, delete. No. <laughs> We're going to go there. Do y'all Panda Express? Like, wrong country. <laughs> They're going to bring out a solid, like a full panda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, panda like, Express. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No. Um, I'll try panda. But anyways, um, <laughs> so for uh, number one was it's so different yeah. from our culture, like Japan. First of all, the language, mm-hmm. such a different and hard language to learn. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. So like there's no like crossover, like Spanish, at least like there's a little bit of crossover, yeah. you know, French, whatever. Um, so it's the culture is so, so different. That's why I want to go with the variety uh, I think it'd be, I want to go somewhere where I feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's more adventurous. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, uh, like you're, you land in Tokyo airport and you're like, I mean, I'm sure we do research, but it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't know where, like, I don't know how to get, you know, just like, that's what I want. I yeah, want I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure we do research. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want uh, to. <laughs> can't uh, read any signs. Even the writing is different. The there, writing though. is different. Yeah. Symbols. Like, <laughs> can't read any sign. Yeah. No idea. That's kind of what I want where it's like, you get back from you like, man, that was an adventure. Yeah. Like you think back mm-hmm. to day one, you're like, I had no idea what the hell was going on. And then you but think to day man. seven or whatever the last day is, and you're like, I had a little bit idea, but I still really didn't have an idea yeah. of what was going on, you know? Right, yeah. That just seems fun to me. And I think the food, like everything, the people, the food, the yeah. way they do things are so different. Like, I mean, they're, they're a cool ass and a weird ass culture at the same time. Like, yeah. they have like, they have uh, like those, uh, 
sushi things that go on like conveyor belts. Like you can go to like oh, yeah. conveyor belt sushi place. Like the uh-huh. food is so different. <laughs> yeah. It's like the cities are different. They sleep in those little pods. Have you seen those like pod hotels? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Where it's like literally you go you go to a hotel and probably like the side of like this little thing if it came out like six feet. But it, I guess for those listening, it's like a six foot width by eight foot length pod and then the height would be like five feet like a, literally like a drawer like a human drawer and then you go in there and you sleep crazy. and they have hotels that just have like that thousands is, of them. do you know why i think i don't know why i i feel like that and i could be completely wrong but i feel like uh that type of culture is just based on simplicity mm-hmm. like they don't need yeah. a whole lot to be yeah. happy i mean mm-hmm. so maybe that's what i guess just imagine like going from like Living there, actually living there, and then like coming here, like it's. I feel You're like it'd like, be the same what? thing. You walking like, where's the king bed? Yeah, yeah. This guy's bed. Yeah, yeah. Where's my room service? Like, uh huh. Like Just that's so crazy. Like even for them though, like coming from that culture and then like being here. I wonder. Then, I wonder yeah. which one feels like crazier coming from. Like I wonder if because they someone from that culture would come over here and be like, you guys are overdoing it. You guys do not need all this. Yeah, you guys got... <laughs> everybody has a car. Yeah, are these Tempur-Pedic mattresses? What are these? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone drives Lambos. Where's the wooden cot? <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely getting out of the element. That's... Getting that's out of your element. Things. Yeah, I love the why behind why mm-hmm. you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of like the same thing as a charity, right? It's like... Mm-hmm. Make it meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I mean, obviously, any country in the world would be meaningful to me. But, like, Japan is very meaningful because it's so different. It's so, mm-hmm. like, out of this world for mm-hmm. me, right? And I think, like, yeah, I'm sure there's American... Actually, I, I have research. There are, like, more American hotels where it's like, oh, you get your bed. But it's like, for me, my initial reaction when I saw I was like, hell no. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. fly across yeah. the world and spend... To experience the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, spend a good amount of money. Like yeah. right now to experience a very similar thing. Like that's not yeah. what gets me going again with, with the way I spend my money. I want to go somewhere where it's totally different with someone that I love and get to experience a totally different culture. So that's number one. Number two was we've all watched anime in the past, right? Oh, I think yeah. I think that yeah. played a big ass part in my life was like I always loved watching Naruto and like some ramen one piece back there. Yeah, get some ramen and like that was like what I used to do in high school and I loved uh, how that made an impact on my life because it was like wow like these people can teach me so many deep life lessons in, in my life by watching this show yeah. by watching this story being told and it was like I want to go there meet and the learn yeah, yeah meet yeah, the yeah. people and like see the culture see it for myself so I think that was like the initial spark that might have mm-hmm. like laid dormant for a while and then started to kindle some flames that made me want to go there but the Mm -hmm. most recent was like wow like i literally can i have the ability to fly across the world go to a different country meet different people eat different food and like even within uh japan it's so different tokyo is very like modern very new I want to go there. I want to experience oh, yeah. that. Like the conveyor belt sushi. Hell yeah. Let's go. You know, like eat some weird, eat yeah. some, uh, they have uh, like uh, vending machine meals that are apparently like pretty good. Like you go to the vending machine and like shoots out like a full made meal for you. Yeah. Like there's just so many different That's things. So you know? yeah. Like yeah. I wouldn't do that here, but I would do that there for vacation, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, so that's Tokyo. And then there's like the country towns with like the temples that you see, like the old yeah. looking Japan temples. And then there's like, 
Definitely. It's very peaceful, rock gardens and like temples, you know. That'd like, be crazy perspective mm-hmm. coming back after that. Oh yeah. Just being see, able to, to see that, immerse yourself in the new culture. In just a, different a completely culture. different way of life. Like, it's polar opposite. Like yeah. so you can literally get to see the way you're living and then the like we said, polar opposite of that. I think that Yeah. I don't even have words for that. Yeah. I mean, that'd be, I mean, that'd be cool. I mean, it's just like uh, you're getting out of your way of living mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, physically putting yourself in, uh, in uncomfortable positions. Think about it. You get there. I mean, you're not going to know everything anybody's saying to you. You're going to have to figure out, you know, certain things. Of course, you say you do your research and things like that, but it's also the big getting to know certain things. So mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe you figure stuff out. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe you study up on a few different Whereas, you know what I mean? I'm sure we're going to have pamphlets and, you yep. know what I mean? Like, oh, this is, you know, yeah. trying to figure it out. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the best, biggest and best parts of, like, life is figuring stuff out. Like, because once you, like, it's hard at first, but once you start piecing stuff together and you start, like, oh, okay. Like, you know, and you look back on it, yeah. like, I'm so glad I did that this way or I'm so glad I went through that. Yeah. Japan, man. Japan. Japan. Uh, quick, so... Where would you want to go if you if you had a plane tomorrow and you could go anywhere in the world? Where would you want to go? You know, uh, ooh, I would always say uh, I always thought about Greece, man. Mm. I always thought because I was so fascinated by like the like we'd read textbooks and stuff like that, like on like the Greek Empire and things like that, and I just like the the structural like foundation of stuff yeah. like that, like Athens. Uh huh. And I want to, you know, I mean, I want to, I want to see that and experience that like firsthand and be able to, I don't know, be embodied by that element because it's like I don't know why that part of history always fascinated me the most. It's just like I guess in hearing like the tales behind certain events and stuff like that, and you know, uh. That was honestly like that's what kind of like got broke me in, you know. what I'm saying, of course, there's like a lot of uh, other fancy places and stuff like that, but I think the architecture and like, like that culture itself. In you know, honestly, another one I thought of just now <clears throat> is Egypt. Mm. Egypt would be insane. Yeah. pyramids. That's yeah, because uh, Egypt would be. So I was just talking about that too, and just bro, like you said, pyramids, bro. I want to see like experience that like you know that type of architecture and mm-hmm. like it's just something about it that like to me it's just like like you said in another word like different different and um i don't know man culture it's so mm-hmm. just kind of want to get outside of it and venture to something else at some point you know um but that would be for me something about something about seeing the pyramids too yeah it does something to you it's like it's like wow uh, you're just like, yeah like something that we've all like seen pictures of and read about, but like mm-hmm. actually seeing it in person, you're like, oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Like that's that's a real thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's right in front of me. Yeah, it's like, like seeing your favorite artist for the first time on yeah. stage, like right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, this is real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not just a picture. And you feel lucky that you can see it. It's yeah. like I had like us living in the United States two hundred years ago, unless you took a boat. Took a month to get over there, and then you journeyed by camel. Take two more months to get there. Like that's how you'd see it. it takes us what a ten-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> versus so three months. Yeah, of travel. yeah, I mean you're so right. <laughs> Ver- yeah, versus risking our life. Yeah. To go like About travel on the ocean there. and like, shit. Literally, yeah, a plane ride away. Yeah. So that's that's why I love it. The idea of traveling because it's like 
you know, we get these thoughts, right? We get these limiting beliefs where it's like, oh, well, that's 800 bucks. That's this. Like, what am I going to find a weekend? I call those rich man uh, beliefs, right? Rich man problems. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and rich, not just financially, like all years mm-hmm. of life. Like, we're lucky that we get to do that. Yeah, sure. Those are valid, I guess. But like we just outlined, I don't have to go across the ocean for a month. I don't have to go on camel and risk my life in the debt. Like I can go anywhere in the world just by flying there. Yeah. Or, yeah. or even this, like let's go back charity. I can improve someone's life by clicking a button on my computer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's, that's so cr- Yeah. You know, like there's so many, we're so blessed. We have so many opportunities to make yeah. someone else's life, to make our life, to make the world better mm-hmm. because of technology because of God blessing us because that we're alive now because mm-hmm. we have jobs because our mindsets allow us to do that because our mindsets allow us to have opportunities that allow us to give to other things right like there's yeah. there's literally so many things going great for us that we can pass on and give to other people yeah. so there's there's no reason not to and i think what makes it happen again for the people listening and even us is is making it matter to us yeah the times that i feel the most alive the times that i give most is whenever i make it matter most to me i'm i literally like go deep in it i'm like why am i doing this yeah you know you, you have to know your why first and then go yes yeah. and i guess it's got to align with your value system like you said so it's actually something that you'll carry on with and actually go through with mm-hmm. but that's so that's so funny you're talking about the, like the problems that we have because yeah or like the things we tell ourselves because you're so right like they're such good like excuses to have at this point versus mm-hmm. not even having the opportunity yeah. to exactly. consider doing something like that yeah a hundred years ago you know exactly i think this is like what we talked about last time which is there's there's two ways we can approach that what we're talking about number one which i feel i've done and a lot of people do is being like oh why do i think like that like oh i'm feeling guilty right and like oh my gosh like I should, I should travel more. I should do, I should mm-hmm. give more. Mm-hmm. That's one way to approach it. Now what's the outcome of that? Most of nine times out of nine, right? You're going to not do shit because you're going to feel bad, right? Yeah. We already established your feeling is, is your life. Your feeling is your reality. If yeah. you feel guilty, which is what a lot of people do, which is, which is fun to help them get out of. And if, for myself, I've gotten in this a lot where it's like, you have so much going for you that you, uh, you get yourself stuck because you start to feel bad that you have someone that's going for you, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's, it's like so, it's so funny how that can happen. <laughs> it's so funny, <laughs> and it's because our our brains, right? So the other way of approaching it is realizing you have so much going for you. You might see that you can feel guilty, but then just taking action and also realizing that our brains this is what we talk about are designed our brains are two million year old computer systems right that are designed to find what's wrong that's what's helped exactly, yeah. us yeah. survive till now yeah. if i'm out there in the cold right now and let's say rewind three thousand years to right now and i'm out there in the cold just like to what today's morning i'd be like okay main three things on my mind i need to find shelter i need to find heat and i need to find food that's what's going to keep me surviving, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. If there's someone else there over there that needs help, my 
primordial brain would be like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to find shelter. <laughs> I'm trying to survive, bro. It's cold it's out here. You know? Yeah. And it's like that we have to realize that that's the way our brain is designed. Now, there's also other parts of our brain or spirit, however you want to define it, right? Like blessing, Holy Spirit, whatever from God that allow us to think past that. That allow us to think in our higher self, our higher vibrations, our, our mm-hmm. loving heart, right? Mm-hmm. Our heart, mind, and spirit that are, hey, I can also use this opportunity once I, you know, once you do realize that we do have shelter, we do have food if we're living right now, mm-hmm. we do have the phone that we can listen to this to, mm-hmm. we have the most powerful tool ever made, you right. know? Like I have everything that I need. Okay, relax. I have all my needs. Now what can I do? And then that's where things start to happen. Once we realize that we have all of our things that our brain so uh, needlessly wants now, like we have Mm -hmm. shelter, we have food, we have protection, we have water, um, and start to realize, okay, now I can use the energy that I have to help others. And I think that's what really blends into using with charities. That's what really blends into uh, using our brain and realizing, hey, there's going to be times where it wants to find out what's wrong, but yeah. I ha- there's nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing yeah. wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like... So it, it almost starts with the awareness that, hey, like, that's normal mm-hmm. for me to have those weird thoughts about, like, oh, my God, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? Big time. It starts with the awareness of it. And then once you can become aware and you recognize, like, why that's happening, you can kind of detach yourself from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you think, like, that's where... Do you think because we have all of our needs met, then that's why we have thoughts about the worst case scenario in any other situation? Because our brains don't have to worry about shelter, food, safety. You know what I mean? So instead, you know what I mean? So instead, it's like, oh my God, what if I mess the speech up? Oh, I'm going to mess. Because yeah. like, we're already safe. Like, yeah. We're already like in our environment. We're fed. We're healthy. Do you think like that's why that those thoughts have like progressed into like the worst case scenario in any other aspect of life. And do you think it is? Oh, well, I think that's a great point. I think that's definitely part of it. I think that's the majority of it where it's like, yeah, we have everything already going for us. So our brain still wants to find those things. Yeah. Like, just cause mm-hmm. it's wired yeah, that way. Just cause it's yeah. wired that way, mm-hmm. which I think you made a great point as well, which is okay. That's okay realizing that the brain's going to do that like that Mm -hmm. that shit happens to me sometimes every day sometimes it happens once a week whatever it is right but it's going to happen there's going to be a point in our life where everything is literally i think i think this is 24 7 but i always say this as an example there's gonna be a point where everything in our life is going great for us but we're not going to feel that way because our brain's going to be like i'm at my birthday party right now everybody's here I got my nice birthday suit on. I just got a thousand dollars, but why wasn't it two thousand? Yeah. You know, like yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, you're so you're so right. Like, there's always that's so funny. There's always something right. that you're thinking about that mm-hmm. could be better. And oh, whenever whenever this happens, like I'll be. We were talking about this. Yeah. Yesterday. Whenever that happens, like I'll feel a hundred percent. Or like I'll like, yeah. let me get that new car. I promise you. Like I'm. A, yeah. I'll, I'll be. be on my I'll be so like, happy. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think I it's. I love that that happens because then that teaches us the ability to snap out of it. And I think that's what's important, right? Yeah. Like it's going to happen. But now just like, yeah, with anything, like even with professional athletes, I love this example because this is kind of involved in what I do. Like you're going to have a game where you're playing like shit. 
you're gonna you're gonna lose that championship. You're gonna lose a game, right? Now what? Then what? What do you do? Yeah. You're gonna have that thought that pops up that is that makes zero sense. Now what do you do? Do you let it destroy you or do you move yeah. forward? Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's not about how hard you fall. It's about how fast and how hard you get up, right? It's about the the comeback. Yeah. It's not about the fall down, it's about the comeback. So I think having the ability, which I'll allude to what we were talking about earlier, to to snap out of things, that's what the Tony Robbins uh, class taught me, which I'm so blessed I was able to take and I'm still learning from. Still learning from yeah. it. Which mm-hmm. is like it's the program that I took was uh, what they said in the reviews was this program is not like a program that you take and it helps you get better. It is, but it's the program that he explains his tool that he helps to get people better. So you're not taking a class and he's, you know, by him, you're taking the class that he's saying, this is what I do to help people use this to help yourself and then use it to help others. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I guess, yeah. yeah, it's like instead of taking a, Accounting. You're learning the class. teacher approach. Yeah, to you're learning yeah. what makes student. accounting accounting, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so that it, the class is called lasting change, right? It's not about changing. It is, mm-hmm. but it's also about how do I make it a lasting change? How do I stay in this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I make it actually last? Like, it's fun when you go to a con. That's why people don't like motivation. That's why it gets a lot of shit. And I get it, and I used to think the same way, where. It's, I think it's just true because, again, our, how our brains work. You go to a conference, you watch a video, you read a book. You feel great for a month. You feel great for mm-hmm. a week. I was going to say, if that, yeah. Yeah, you feel, you, great, you feel great for two hours after. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I, I look at what I do as well. I know I'm going everywhere, but it's like if I can be with someone for an hour, do I want to make them feel great for an hour or do I want to make them feel great for a day or do I want to make them feel great for a month or for life? And that's going to require different levels of deepness that I go with them and whatever it is, you know? And, um, so that's the way the class approach was, was, Hey, this is not meant to last a month. This is not meant to last a week. This is meant to be your whole fucking life. Your life never goes the same, Mm -hmm. but it also puts it on you, right? You have to put in work to make your life consistently (laughs) be better. Um, so I, I love that approach to it, to where, yeah, you're still going to have those thoughts, those days pop up where you might think the most outrageous thing or everything is going well for you. Another example from a book that I've read was a German billionaire. Uh, he was the richest man in Germany, $9 billion. That's how much he was worth. And I think there was a, a recession there recently. He's dead now, but um, he lost $4 billion or something like that, or maybe uh, $8 billion or whatever. He had a couple billion left. I think he had three billion left, and he uh, felt like a failure because he lost four billion. I think it was like his family's fortune, like his dad's money that his dad made mainly, mm-hmm. and uh, he felt like he failed the family. So there was a train station, and he walked in front of the train and killed himself. Worth three billion people, uh, three billion uh, dollars. So now that shows us that money does not make you happy. Number one, right? right? But then that also shows us that your feeling, your state is your reality. He felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. He was still, he dropped from the first richest man in Germany to the fourth. He was the fourth yeah. richest man in a country and he killed himself because he felt he failed his family. Now, that's, that's not to say that his feelings weren't valid, but him literally making that his reality, like, oh, I'm a failure mm-hmm. versus we talked about 
how it's it's how hard you bounce back. It's not how hard you fall. Mm-hmm. Instead of being yeah. like, I still have three billion. Yeah, that's more than any than I can spend in a lifetime. Right now, how can I number one use that to help others? Use that to help my family and make more money so I could help others to a greater degree. You know, he chose a different mindset with, and with a different end result, he killed himself. Yeah. And now, if his goal was truly to help his family not feel like a failure, well, killing yourself is not the way to do that. Yeah. Now they're on their own, right? So it's so funny how us as humans, like, create these stories where mm-hmm. it can be as big as that or it can be as small as whatever, you know, like missing a right turn, missing your car, showing up, with whatever. And, like, we create these stories where they mean certain things. Oh, I'm a this, I'm a that. Yep. It's like, no, it's not. Number one, that's not true. But also, it's like, don't even waste your time fighting that. Create tactics, create tools, create sayings, create different uh, uh, body movements, different awarenesses, emotions that snap you out of it like that. Exactly, exactly. Right? So it's like yeah. different triggers. Like, yeah. It's so funny. Uh, I, I'll take this. One thing I learned in the program from Tony was uh, I was uh, talking to him on uh, AOL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he sent me a snap video yeah. the other day. Yeah. Never used AOL in my life. But, um, <laughs> he was digging deeper that one. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, AOL. <laughs> but um, he always, he said, I think he was dealing with a, a lady that was like a smoker or something like mm-hmm. that. Like she smoked cigarettes. And any time that she wanted to do it, he told her to use a trigger saying or a trigger word. Where the trigger that he said was, I'm not a cockroach. Thank God I'm not a cockroach in Bulgaria. And it's just so bizarre that when you say it, it takes your it mind just, completely it's just off. literally like, you're like, what the hell did I just say? And you kind of laugh. Disrupt like, the thought yeah, pattern. Yeah, like you disrupt the thought pattern. Like if you have a record playing, right? Because that's what those thoughts are, those reoccurring mm-hmm. negative thoughts. Oh, I'm this. I'll never blah, blah, blah. It's on a record, right? You're just yeah. listening to the same record. You got to put a fucking scratch in that record. So yeah, when you yeah. say that, yeah, like, <laughs> thank God I'm not a praying mantis in a trash can right now. Whoa, what the hell did I just say? And you put the little scratch in the record. Well, next time that record tries to play that same part, that scratch going to mess it up. The more you scratch the record, it's not even the same record anymore. And then yeah, you scratch up that record, right? Whatever it is, even if it's a saying, whether you just have a negative thought and you're like, I am a king. Like you can yeah. scream whatever the hell you want. Like yeah, you you get yourself out of that state. You literally change your state, yeah. and you teach your brain. You teach your nervous system. You teach your body. This is what I love about John Asaraf is he talks a lot about the brain and the nervous system because mm-hmm. again that's how we sense information and that's how we then take sensory information and then yeah. perceive it. Our perception is our reality. That's what I was, right? so yeah. I was telling Alex. He breaks down the science behind mm-hmm. all of it. I love it. So you're doing that same thing. You're teaching your nervous system whenever this neural pathway gets lit up. Because that's what thoughts are, right? They're neural mm-hmm. pathways of negative emotion, negative thinking. Or negative thinking that leads to negative emotion. This pattern of interruption happens as well. Right. Every time I think this, every time I feel this way, I say, thank God I'm not a cockroach in Bulgaria. And it just kind of snaps you out of you. Like, do I have to think like that? That's how I feel from it personally. Yeah. Whenever I have a negative thought and that happens, which a lot of time is like with work related oh, stress stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, same thing. I'm like, my body starts to be like, oh, wow. That, that was literally a thought. Like, I don't have to think that. And then it's like, it gives me the path. It gives me a choice now. Now I have the choice to either go back that way or I can mm-hmm. go forwards. Sim- simply by separating yourself from mm-hmm. the thought, observing it, and then at that point deciding 
okay, am I going to give in to this? Or like, am I, like, it, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a thought that popped into my brain. It hadn't even happened yet. Like, yeah, like, am I going to, am I going to give into that and like let that control or take over like the rest of my day? Yeah. Or am I just going to observe that and be like, well, that's funny and weird, but no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, I'm not a failure or like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a bad day. You know what's um, crazy about that? Oh, you go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was about to bounce off that and say, like, we, like, a lot of our problems are, like, right here in our thoughts. So, like, when we, you know, we speculate that, oh, oh, this this could happen, this could happen. When it hadn't even happened yet, we're still thinking about it already being there. Like, right. it already happened. So, our brain is trained to think that it already happened. So, our body responds to that. Exactly. And that we're in that panic attack mode that we're just like, oh, and you, you got all these other things bouncing in and coming into your brain. Now, all these things aren't true just because it stemmed off that one thing that you thought was true. And then now it's like your whole mind is wrapped around that thought that this has already happened yeah. when it hadn't even all, the, all of a sudden you're in the future yeah predicting the worst mm-hmm. case scenario and then now you're living in that and mm-hmm. then now that is becoming your life exactly yeah now you can snap out of it yeah. but it's i think the important thing to remember too and like <laughs> it's funny because we're like you're talking so much about tony robbins and like the knowledge that i've got on this subject is all from like john Asaraf. Mm-hmm. but it's like the similar it's a, it's a very similar message um but to anybody listening, I highly recommend you check out any of their stuff, any of their podcasts, books, whatever it may be, because the information is insanely mind-blowing, and it'll make you think so much about your own lives, your own thought patterns, your own belief system. But one of the things that they uh, both talk about, Tony Robbins and John Asraf, is like, you have the ability to change your beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, you're mm-hmm. not, just because you have those thoughts, like, that doesn't mean that that's you and like that you can't change like all those thoughts are is like a representation of like subconsciously what you believe in at your core but the i guess the the life-changing feeling comes from knowing that you can change those beliefs Mm -hmm. and therefore change like how you view yourself how you view future situations how you view your past and literally change the direction of your life because you're going internally and changing the belief system that you carry on throughout your entire day, your entire week, like your entire year, your entire life. Um, but to me, and without going into too much detail about like how to do that, but to me, that was the most mind blowing, the coolest thing that I heard either of them say was like, we're not limited to like the thoughts that we currently have now, or, like mm-hmm. the belief system we have now. Like, we have the ability to observe and figure out what that belief system is right now and those thoughts and create whatever belief system or thoughts we want to. You know what I mean? Because, like, we have this tendency to think that we're kind of this victim in life and, like, we are who we are and, like, we can't change and life is happening to us. But realistically, like, we can create whatever life we want to based on Mm -hmm. internally what's going on, like, in our brain. You know what I mean? Like, we have a brain that we can use. Like you said, the most powerful tool in the universe. John Astroff always talks about mm-hmm. literally no, no one and nothing can replicate it. Like mm-hmm. we still haven't figured out the tools for it. Like we have the most powerful computer ever in our, in our heads, but we have no user's manual for sure. how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he talks about how like we have a brain, like our brain doesn't have us. And so like, if we can learn how to manipulate and learn how to use it, like it's for us, like it, it is, mm-hmm. 
it's it's an organ just like everything else you know what i mean and like it can be used to progress us forward versus keep replaying the same negative past and the same negative thoughts and like holding us back mm-hmm. and to me that was the reason why it spoke so much to me was because he breaks down the science behind all of it and like why we have those thoughts and like um why we have those belief systems and like the science behind changing them but to me it was like it just resonated so well and gave me so much confidence like wait we can actually like we have the ability to literally change how we think and like how we go about life yeah. which is going to completely alter the direction of your life you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if you can get in there and figure out what belief system is holding you back or like why certain situations in your life keep happening and go in there and figure out okay what would i need to believe about myself for these situations to not happen and then to get whatever life that I desire. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether it's just to be fulfilled or just to be more spiritual, make more money, uh, you know, have a better body, uh, mm-hmm. get in better shape. It's like, okay, what would I need to believe about myself mm-hmm. to make that happen? And like, what am I believing about myself right now that is completely going against what I want in the future? Mm-hmm. Because like if that belief system doesn't match the goals that you have, like you're never going to be able to yeah. attain them. Because, like, you can't even emotionally and, like, internally wrap your head around actually getting whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, whenever he just, – just hearing all of that, it was just mind-blowing that, like, wait, we can create, like, whatever we want. And it sounds so, so cheesy, so corny, but we can literally create whatever reality we want to because our reality – is a direct correlation of what's going on in between our two ears. You know what I mean? Like we can literally manipulate how we view the world, how we think, how we believe in stuff. And it's going to change the direction and how we go about life. But yeah, that was, that was a tangent, but it was, uh, it was, uh, that's, that's kind of what I've been focused on. You know what I mean? And like, that's what we've been talking about, um, on our, two, three hour phone calls mm-hmm. whenever John and Tony both yeah. call us and hop on the call with us. Yeah. So what was, um, from what you've learned from John Asraf so far, what are, what's the, uh, area of life that he's helped you reframe and improve that you're happiest with? And then what's the, another area of life where you've improved? <laughs> Good questions. <laughs> and then also, uh, improved and found more beneficial, but you didn't expect so happiest with and didn't expect area of my so f- for me it was just like okay why why do I always feel like whenever and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about but why do I always feel like whenever I get this thing I'll be fulfilled you know what I mean like where does that come from mm-hmm. or why do I allow my happiness to be external and then like never feel that full feeling of content because I'm always placing in other things. And, um, he just, he just describes how, um, like if you believe that your happiness is going to be found in external things, like you're never going to actually feel that feeling of fullness and content and you're always going to be searching for the next thing. Um, but I guess I, I mean, honestly, I would just say like what I, what I described earlier is just like, he talks about like actual practices you can do to change that thought pattern, to change those beliefs. And it was the knowledge of like, because 
I've set a lot of goals for myself and uh, to be completely transparent, like a lot of them, I felt like I could never achieve. You know what I mean? Yeah. And hearing him talk about how, hey, that, that's normal. Like whenever you set a goal, like a big goal, there's going to be voices in your head saying, you can't do that. You're not smart enough. Like you're not going to make that money. You're not going to be able to give that much to charity. But he talks about how like that's the old belief system. Like, and so he talks about um, so many things like brain and heart coherence and how um, like if, you're, if your brain's not in coherence, like if your subconscious and your conscious mind don't believe in the same thing, then like you're not, you're not going to be able to hit those goals. But it was hearing that like how I was feeling directly towards my goals was normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, even like this super successful guy, he's built five multi-million dollar companies. He was like the star in The Secret. Like he's a New York Times bestseller. It was like, okay, even he had these initial thoughts, mm -hmm. but he didn't let that stop him. And he figured out why he was having those. And then he was able to change those thoughts through these different things. And this is how his life has turned out. Mm -hmm. So to me, there was just so many practical takeaways. And that's what I loved so much about his conversations, like his podcasts, his books, is that it's not this frou-frou, like, oh, just think positive. And it's like, it's like you think positive if you can, but if you can't, this is why you're not able to. Mm -hmm. But if you yeah. do these things every day, you'll start to rewire how your brain works and like positive thoughts will become the normal thoughts versus negative ones that are holding you back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So does that answer that mm -hmm. question? Yeah, very good. I love, I love how he talks about, as like you said, it's blending the two together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or blending just multiple perspectives. There's there's ways to say it that are real practical. There's ways to say it that are scientific. There's ways to say it that resonate more with spiritual people. You know, like, oh, just uh, observe your thoughts, right? Like, that used to resonate really well with me. I can see how to someone else would be like, what the hell, man? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah, talking about? Resonate. Observe your, watch your thoughts like a cloud. Like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> but, like, it's also great to bring, it's great to bring in different perspectives, different language, different symbols and words by saying it, okay, this is just your neural pathway activating and having this. Now we dig mm -hmm. into the, the way the brain senses information and perceives it, right? Like there's just, exactly. it's all the same thing, but being able to, to say it in a way that resonates with you is what's most powerful. Figuring out why those thoughts are happening, right? No one's going to help you do that. You have to do that. What makes it powerful is when you find transformation in you. When you find transformation in something else that might last a week, but if you don't find it within you, that's not, it's not gonna last. Yeah. You have to find it within you, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like what we talked about. Like, mm -hmm. Think about a time where in your life, you, when did you feel most powerful in life? When did you feel most strong? When did you feel most able, most connected? It's in the last word, it's in the answers in the last word. When you were most connected to yourself, right? When you knew yourself the best. Mm -hmm. Change does not happen when you change outside. It's when you change inside. inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. It replicates onto the surface. Whatever you believe internally shows externally. What's something, um, what's the most impactful book or video or experience that you've had uh, since so, I last saw you? So... For me, it's uh, it's been this book called The Power of Self-Awareness. Mm. Uh, when you first open the book, the first page says, I am. 
Mm. And it mentions how those two words are the first, the most powerful, those two words and the next thing that you follow up with is the most powerful statement you can do. So mm-hmm. I am successful. I am going to be this. I am this. I am this. And those affirmations, it's a source of affirmation, something that confirms what your being is. So when you use terms and things like that, subject, it's, it's, it's basically opening up your awareness to yourself. If you don't understand why you're doing something, if you don't try to, if you don't, if you can't wrap your head around thinking that thought, then you're, you mean, you're just going to keep repeating it. So it's like the power, the power of self-awareness is knowing what you're doing and what you can construct your life to be or to become in the future. So when you know, when you don't know, you don't do. Mm-hmm. So when you know, you're able to act upon that and change circumstances, change the habits that you built up, change the things that can push you towards a more successful life. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what the book talks about. It talks about becoming the true version of yourself and being more aware in what you are and what you do. So like when you're talking about, you know, building up certain habits internally that shows externally, that's what this book talks about. It talks about how you're able to stem your mind and, you know, uh, reframe those thoughts and actually be aware that you're actually having those thoughts and then, because, you know, a lot of times we have thoughts that we don't, you know what I mean? We we think about it like, dang, why do, why, why do I think this way? And kind of goes back to what you guys were saying about, you know, how it's all about the rewiring of the brain. If you can train yourself to think, okay, I am this. I already have this. Train your brain to think that mm-hmm. way. And, you know, and, I mean, of course, it's a process, but... You know, certain things you do is like certain affirmations, writing in the journal, doing mm-hmm. things every day, mantras, because it's not, it's not just going to come in a day. It's time full. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. It, you, you may you may feel that good in that day, but if you're not working on it every day, then it's eventually going to fall off. Yeah. That's why they say your why has to be the biggest structure of what you're doing, because mm-hmm. if your why is not strong enough, then everything else behind it won't last. Mm-hmm. Anything that you do, some. You know, we talked about this all the time. We talk about this all the time, if not, you know what I mean? So when we're sitting here and we talk about uh, uh, Inky Johnson, that boy Inky. Uh, <laughs> with the Y? Yeah. yeah, with the Y. Yeah, 100%. And it, it basically emphasizes on the structure of your why and just being aware of your thoughts. Just being aware. Mm-hmm. And because once you're aware, you can actually change that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that book for me is one of the, the biggest things. That's why um, certain things I do, like, I just I just try to be aware of it. That way I can change it. Because, you know, initially when things happen, I mean, you're not just going to up and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, yeah. we just got flat today. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, able to, you know, okay, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Exactly. And, like. That's, that's the thing is that is such a huge step is recognizing what thought patterns or what belief systems you may be having that are holding you back. You know what I mean? Like, or realizing like, okay, I'm not where I want to be right now. So let me, let me like go into my mind and figure out like what I've been thinking recently. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, let me just start to like observe those thoughts and figure out what thoughts I don't like, like what thoughts I don't want to have. And, like, let me figure out, like, where those may come from. Yeah. And, like, separate myself from them. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge step that's is at huge. least acknowledging 
that there is like, I don't want to say problem because I don't like that word, but like there maybe is a disconnection between like what you're mm-hmm. thinking right now and like where you want your life to go. Yeah. But that self-awareness piece is, I mean, massive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's where you start to learn like, okay, this is what yeah. I've been doing and Just, it's not. You understand it. Exactly. Maybe not understand yeah. it, but you recognize that it's a, a thing and that's where you've been going. That's, I mean, you can't change if you're not aware of your mm-hmm. current state. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like that's where it all stems from. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, uh, so. There's a saying that I've heard is, if you're playing a game, right? If you're playing a sports game, you need to know what the rules are to win. If you don't know the rules, you can't play a game and expect to win. Yeah. If you're not aware of the rules of your brain, if you're not aware of how you think, how do you expect to win in life? Because you can't. You're not aware, right? There's no way you can win. These waters went right through my system. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other one is is um, what was I gonna say? I don't remember what I was gonna say. But anyways, yeah, you're um, good. You're good. yeah, like you you have to know how your brain works in order to to use it to really be successful and win in that scenario. And that's really like the the, the part of one in in my life. It's just figuring out. Okay, so you get to the point where you know you're you're looking, you're searching for things, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to find better, more equipped ways to, you know, um, you know, com- combat it, because negative thoughts come mm-hmm. come in waves. They can, and that's okay. That's going to happen. You got to understand that that's going to happen, but you can revert that thought. By using, like you said, you can have certain mantras, certain things that you can look at. You can have certain things that will snap you out of thinking that way long term. So as far as like if you, you're you going to result in doing something bad, you can use certain tactics. And there's plenty of them. I mean, me and Daniel were talking about it. Like uh, one thing I like that David Goggins did was uh, uh, like a self-affirmation where he uh, actually... Uh, he run on sticks, like something positive about himself. You know, it can be little little wins because little wins make it the big wins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at times where he was feeling low, he would, uh, you know, pull out one of those sticks. He said he had to mentally now, but, I mean, physically, he would just pull it out and realize, you know, maybe, you know, uh, I, I accomplished this goal or I am this. I am this. Mm-hmm. A self-affirmation. Something that will get you out of that mental state of thinking like, okay, like I am subjected to like the way I was thinking before. It's something to help you get out of that and then think in a more positive manner. So that's that's why a lot of that, like that's been huge for me. And then, you know, just of course, we were talking about being around the friends, the group, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like on a mental tip, like having people that can really recheck your mentality into a proper state. Cause you know, the world if you were alone in this world then that's 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 torture but to have people that can pull you and you know stem from you you know what i'm saying and that you can stem from them like if i'm on a low tip i can go i know i can go talk to daniel mm-hmm. i know i can go talk mm-hmm. to you and you know maybe you've been feeling the same thing or we've been <clears> talking and you know i feel like every time we do have a genuine genuine conversation it, it ends in positivity mm-hmm. and i think that's really like that's really important to have is um, yeah. the fighting source that you know I mean because not everybody you, you're not always going to be like 100% like oh like uh, you know sometimes you need that sometimes you need that but it's learning how 100%. to you know and but that's that's a huge part for me 
I think, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for you guys, to be honest. We're for you Likewise. guys as well. Likewise, dude. When Ryan, whenever Ryan first started talking, I was like, I am, so, like, I've been thinking about this since you texted us, and you were like, oh yeah, I'll be back mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Let's do a podcast. So I was happen. like, I yeah. am so grateful he's here right now. Like, yeah, talk with us. Like, it's been so long. It's been a minute. You know what I mean? But it's so. Me and I was talking yesterday. We were like, we just have. We're so lucky with the people we have in our lives right now. Yeah. So like, fortunate. With, with the people we get to call our friends, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm the same it's way. Like, Friends, brothers, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all the same. It and is. It's just crazy because it's like we all came upon this 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 mental journey mm-hmm. together. I feel, and it's just like trial and error. And basically, we were all just all just curious, right? Like, why does this like why did this happen? This is this, and we just talk about mm-hmm. it. We sit there and we just dive deep. Okay, maybe it's you know this. You know, I was reading on this. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time we do have a genuine conversation, it's just like we always gain something from it mm-hmm. in a positive light. And I think that's how, like, that's how interactions and things like that are supposed to be. You know, like, bruh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. I love having you guys in my life, and I think the what you were saying. One of the biggest things that any person can have in their life, or a man especially is having a group of men or a group of people in their lives that lift them up and that they can confide in, right? Yeah. And I think that's so yeah. important. Like, we've all heard this, right? That the, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with most. Birds mm-hmm. of a feather flock together, right? There's so many, iron sharpens iron. There's yeah. so many sayings. So that, many, yeah, so many. Yeah, that, yeah. That, and there's a reason why there's so many because it's so important. Like, you truly are the sum of the five people that you hang around with most. And I think that's the beauty of, well, number one, having people like you in my life, which I'm beyond grateful for having that because I'm just so lucky that I have people literally that I can see real in day to day that or talk to you on the phone that I have people like that in my life. Mm-hmm. But, and then even listening to people, podcasts, books, mm-hmm. YouTube, that's the yeah. beauty of having that, right? I think, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube back in the day was books. Before that, it was hopefully you were around someone that's like your your mentor, you know. Rabbi. Yeah, rabbi, <laughs> priest, being a warrior and having the chief, you know, mentor you, yeah. whatever it was. And I think that's the beauty of, of having so much at our fingertips is like, oh, I can, I can listen to these people that if I was born 500 years ago, I would have no access to. Yeah. Right, the the yeah. wealthiest of the wealthy, and not only wealthy financially. This is what I love about using the words wealthy and rich is wealthy in all areas of life. Like, what would it feel like? Imagine what would it feel like? Like, real quick. Like, I'm. Let's do an experiment. Like, close your eyes. Close your eyes and visualize. What would it feel like to be wealthy in your body, in your physical body? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, what would you look like if you're looking in the mirror right now and you see yourself like? You're like, man, I, I have a wealthy and a rich life and I love the way my body looks. What would it feel like to have a wealthy body? What would it look like? What would it feel like to have a wealthy financial life? What would, what would you be doing? What would you be doing on a daily basis? How would it make you feel? Now, what would it feel like to have a wealthy life of relationships? Would you, would you have a wife? You know, what would you guys be doing together? What would activities be like? What would you be saying? What would, it, what would it literally look like? Would you be on a beach? Would you be on a mountain? What kind of uh, activities would you be doing in your house? How would you talk to the person? How would you feel? Now, what would it feel like to have a wealthy 
mental attitude on life? What kind of beliefs, what kind of habits would you have in your life? Just breathe it in. Breathe it out. Let it feel, feel it in your body like it's happening right now. And then open your eyes and then look at how you feel now versus 30 seconds ago, right? Like even doing that, those tactics, like we're talking about tactics all day now, doing that, having the ability to start your day doing that, what's going to be the difference in the way you approach life after that? I love that you did that so much. Yeah. I love that. And the, the reason that I've heard that that is effective is because like your brain doesn't know the difference between something that's happening Mm -hmm. now and something that's happening in the future whenever like you feel the emotion so by looking into the future we're talking about this yesterday yeah but by looking into the future feeling and seeing and just embracing everything about whatever category it is whatever if it's fitness what your body feels like what your finances look like what your relationships feel like your brain has no idea that that's not the present moment Mm -hmm. because it's just feeling those emotions and so I've been, uh, again, this is from John Astroff. I love how we're just, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're promoting yeah. John and Tony today, i tell you yeah. what. But um, yeah, he just, he just discusses how whenever your uh, brain feels like that, like of course you're going to start to think differently. You're going to start doing different things because you're thinking differently. And subconsciously, you're going to start working towards that future that you just felt because your brain thinks you already have it. You know what I mean? And so... Again, they, they talk about how, uh, you know, the universe or God, you know, or both, because I believe they're both connected, but they only place things in your life that you're ready to receive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you feel like you have them legitimately, like no BS, like, oh, I am rich, but mm-hmm. you don't, you haven't given it any thought. You don't know yeah. which, how, like what you would do with that money, like how you would give back, like what it feels like to be able to provide. Mm-hmm whenever you feel like you do, like that's whenever those things start to fall into place, those synchronicities, those random coincidences, those people that you would not have met otherwise because your body and your brain are completely in alignment with what you think your future is supposed to be like. Yeah. And that was another thing that like, just hearing that I was like, oh my God. Cause everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's heard about the power of visualization. If like mm-hmm. they follow athletes or like Navy SEALs or astronauts, like mm-hmm. the power of mentally rehearsing what you want and what outcome you want and your body literally fires like neurons and sends chemicals throughout your body that tell you like, yeah, that's already happened. It's like, we know what to do. And it's just like, it's again, like it's a part of the mental space. that so, like people are still trying to figure out and still trying to wrap their heads around, but it's like a completely different subsection of life yeah. that like, if we can start to work towards understanding how it works, like you could literally become the creator because you've mentally rehearsed and felt what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just mind blowing stuff. Cause it's like, okay, this is just an area of life that we can really start to dive into and really better ourselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And take responsibility and feel like we create what it is we want, you know what I mean? Versus again, being the victim of life and your circumstances and yeah. thinking that whatever you have right now, you're limited to and stuff like that. So I love that exercise so much. It's been something that I've been trying to implement in my morning routine. Um, but yeah, 
that was awesome that you did that. I hope everybody listening did it too. Yeah. Like actually felt the effects of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially if you're driving too. Do that. <laughs> yeah, close your eyes. Um, what, I, what I love about <laughs> that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. No, what I love about that is, um, is the activity is exactly what you're explaining is, is changing your emotion. Feeling the emotion is feeling it. There's a difference between saying, I am rich. like monotone you could even see my facial expression my body language versus i'm rich wealthy and i love my life i'm so blessed to be alive that is different than i am rich right like the way you use your body the way you use your voice the way you use your face right they've done studies that if you uh smile you use what i don't know like 90 muscles in your face or something like that. Or no, I think it's like if you smile, you use 40 muscles in your face. If you frown, you use 90, right? It takes less muscles to smile, less energy to yeah, smile than it does to frown. Yeah. When you smile, I don't remember exactly what chemicals, what neurotransmitters go up, but let's just say for, for uh, simplicity, dopamine goes up, serotonin goes up. I'm pretty sure that's what they are, but the chemicals that lead to happier thoughts, to lead to happier decisions, that leads mm-hmm. to a happier life goes up just by smiling. Now take that in a body language, right? How do you feel? And then now if you're in a group, how do others perceive you if you have better body language? So all those things go hand in hand, putting yourself in a state and not just thinking it. That's really what stood out to me with Tony and Asraf and a bunch of other people. It's, it's so funny. You start to hear so many similarities. Is, exactly. Is, that's, yeah. that's the the more part. you use your body, the more you immerse yourself in it and become it, the more it becomes a reality. It's like the level of commitment with anything. If you go all in, you're going to get an all in result. If you go halfway and you're going to get a halfway result. So doing like active meditations, like this morning I did it and I, I did it every day for like five months straight. I, I do it every other day kind of because I do other morning routines now as well. But like not just sitting there breathing, which is cool too, but like literally moving your body. So like what Tony does, he makes you do like the arm raise, like so you like pump yourself up. And then after you put yourself in a state of gratitude, so kind of like the exercise that we did, how would it feel? You know, think about the time that you, one of the most grateful times in your life, how did it feel? What were you mm-hmm. doing? You know, who did you see? What were you saying? What did you smell? So your body is not only thinking that, but you just got done from pumping yourself up, from increasing your, your physiological state. Mm-hmm. And then you put yourself in that state and you do that first thing in the morning. There's three minutes where you're grateful. There's three minutes where you're, you're imagining, you're visualizing breathing in clean air and, and feeling strong. And then the next three minutes are visualizing not goals, but outcomes. What are the outcomes I'm looking for? How would it feel once I'm done, right? If my goal is to, yeah, exactly. to go run 10 miles tomorrow, how would it feel once I cross the finish line? Like, how great would that feel yeah. once I cross the finish line? Like, poof, and you're like, I already feel how it feels to be done. Now, during the, the heat of the moment, that shit's not going to matter because I know how good it's going to feel whenever I'm done, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the power that I love is, is putting yourself actively in the meditation. I think that's what changes your physiology and that's what changes your brain. That's what changes your life. And that's – and going back to how you say like you can't just like sit there and say it like I am rich. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and to yeah. be honest with you, like I've – I mean I discovered affirmations uh, in high school. And mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I always thought that they were kind of BS. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that doesn't I, – because I would try them out and I would do the, exactly that. Say it out loud. <laughs> Little emotion mm-hmm. would never think about how it would feel to mm-hmm. achieve them. 
would maybe do them for two days and like expect these immediate results. Like, where's my million dollars? <laughs> but I think that's so important is because there's just a clear separation between saying it, mm-hmm. not really feeling it, and just going about your day versus... And no one has trouble with that, by the way. Everybody, everybody does it right the first time, so... <laughs> right? Everybody yeah. listening well, has no problem. Yeah, well, it's just funny because, like, I... Uh, I mean, even I would even tell people like I don't really believe in affirmations. Uh-huh. Like I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they're it. Like I don't. And then again, it was listening to John Astroff, Tony Robbins. It was like, okay, it's not just about the words and writing them down and reading them. It's about the emotion and the feeling behind it, and literally priming your brain to work towards that because you believe that like you already have it. Like, and yeah, I mean, I think that they're so powerful, and I think that anyone can implement them. But I think that that's the clear distinction is like focusing on feeling it and the emotion behind it and feeling that full sense of gratitude. And like you said, if you start your day every day feeling gratitude, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. You can't be like you always like I think uh, you've said this every time we've talked on the phone. It's like you can't be upset if you're grateful. Yeah. You can't be mad. Yeah. You can't yeah. be stressed. Yeah. Can't be, if like you start every single morning in that space, like of course there's going to be things that pop up throughout the day that could throw you off. But if you can start your day where you're in that theta brain state where you're so suggestible, mm-hmm. um, where you're basically lining up and teeing off how your entire day is going to mm-hmm. look, if you can start it with those emotions, then the rest of the day, whenever stuff comes your way, your brain has already been wired that day to be like, yeah, but I mean, I'm so grateful that like I have the chance to make this amount of money today. Like mm-hmm. work may be stressful, but I'm still doing so well for myself. Yeah, like I'm here. And again, like it's so hard. Like there's always going to be things that are going to shake you off of that thought pattern. But it's all about implementing those little things that start to like build up over time and create that momentum to where you look back five months, like doing the meditation every morning or you look back five months, you're like, oh, wow. Like it was such a small thing. But like looking back, I've definitely changed how I viewed life because of that one small action every morning yeah you know what i mean so i love i love, I love this same. conversation yeah. so this is exactly how i visualize this conversation going this is awesome i love the saying yeah thank you i love it too i love the saying where it's um if you don't have 15 minutes yeah. you don't have a life <laughs> yeah. right so if, if right. you don't if you tell yourself you don't have 15 minutes to to invest in yourself to do this for yourself yeah number one if that's true which not but if it is true you don't have a life you need to change your life yeah i mean yeah. that's you need this more than anybody if that's true <laughs> right so it's like it's really that's what impacted me was like wow if i ever tell myself i don't have time to do this like i'm lying to myself yeah to do you know and then when you start to do it number one you break through that barrier and then you start to actually implement it in your life and you do see the results looking back five months looking back a month within doing it looking back 10 minutes after doing it right like you feel it and we already said that your feeling is your reality so you look back and you're like that five that 10 15 minute video whether you do video whether you do it all on yourself because sometimes it's funny sometimes my video went load and i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i have that thought being like, oh my gosh my affirmation video isn't loading <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and then i'd be like and then but what i loved I, what i loved i would snap myself out of that and i'd be like you know what what if this is an opportunity to practice it on my own let's see if i can do it on my own 
And then like, cause I'm not always going to, what if I didn't have a phone? I'm not always going to have internet access, yeah. right? If yeah. Hiking. Exactly. And like, that's something that I want to do, right? You know, what if I'm in Japan and mm-hmm. my phone doesn't work? Whatever. Exactly. So it's like, how can I... There's speak? no service in the pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's how can I be resilient in all circumstances and still be able to put myself in that mind state that mm-hmm. I want to be in, right? Yeah. So... I, those mornings I still did it and then you realize how you feel after and then you start to get addicted to it John Ashraf yeah. says about in habit he said it takes 100 days to build a habit well it takes 61 yeah. to build it but 100 to make it like concrete to where you don't have to think yeah, about doing it it's not it. even a thinking thing so I did it more than 100 days but I remember doing it right when you start to feel good from doing something you get addicted to it, right? It's like when you work out. Yeah, it's like when you work out. It's like exactly. When you, it starts yeah. off. You have to put in physical effort, yep. drag yourself to the gym, but then you start to. A week goes by. You're like, I'm actually looking pretty good. Yep. Or like, I'm feeling better about myself. Yeah. And it's, the everybody knows that feeling when the gym switches from an oh, obligation good to like therapy uh-huh. yeah. to something you like look forward to at the end of the day like oh my god I get to work out when I get home I can't wait mm-hmm. yeah. when you started you were yeah. like bro this sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and yeah you're so right which is how most things are right like we all like we talked about earlier we know what's what is better for us versus what's worse for us we know that a lot of the good things in life don't come easy but now okay we, we've got that on the table we can approach life how I used to approach how a lot of people approach life of, oh yeah, I'll do those things one day. They're good for me. You know, once, if I feel good, I'll do them, which yeah, some people were successful, very successful that way. You kind of, you know, you get the right thing at the right time, or we can look at it and say, okay, we know that is true. I know what's good for me. Now, how can I reframe it to where I want to do nothing but that, right? How does it feel to know that I know I want to get this goal. Yeah. How can I reframe my perception, my beliefs, my habits, everything in my life, my house, my, my spending to go towards that? And not only to go towards it, but to feel good while going towards it. Yeah. So asking yourself, like one thing I love is asking yourself powerful questions. If you ask yourself bad questions, you're going to get bad answers. Stupid questions, stupid answers. If you ask yourself powerful questions insane mind-boggling questions you're gonna get insane mind-boggling results so asking myself questions like how can i enjoy how can i thoroughly enjoy working out today and feel strong and vibrant and healthy during the workout i'm gonna approach that workout or whatever it is in life you know investment so different so different than being like oh i have to work out or like why do I have to work out? You know, you're going to get a different answer from those two things. Yeah. And the answer you get is going to be what you run with. Right. So asking myself questions like I used to do this complete transparency where if I'd be hanging out with a girl going on a date, and I, this made my dates 10 times better where I'd write in my journal before and I'd be like, how can I experience magic tonight? Or how can I have a magical time with this person and love every moment and make it memorable and make her feel good. Right. Right. Yeah, you're, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah you're, right. you're priming your brain mm-hmm. to start looking for start that. Looking for and you're things. giving your brain a direction versus not. And that's, that's another, I mean, we, <laughs> we're going all over the place. Yeah, I know. We, that's another thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's another thing, right? It's like, again, we talked about like your brain is the most powerful tool in the entire mm-hmm. universe. And we go through life for the most part, unless like we begin to like think about things like this and like be strategic with how we implement them. 
but like we don't give it a sense of direction. You know what I mean? Like we just let it kind of run on autopilot and let it run those same, like you said, record, run those same programs mm-hmm. all yeah. day, every day throughout our entire lives. But like imagine, like you said, like whenever you give it that question, okay, how can I experience like magic tonight? Your brain at that point is so focused on problem solving that it's like, oh, like we could do this, do this, mm-hmm. do this. Like you're giving it a direction to go and then you can use the most powerful tool in the entire universe to work towards that and to like achieve it. You know what I mean? So it's crazy that you say that the questions are so important because I think that they are because they give you a sense of what you should be thinking towards mm-hmm. versus just thinking. And then like we said, naturally, of course, before a date, yeah. like we said, because the brain is automatically wired to look out for danger and to protect you. And because all your other basic needs are met, shelter, food, safety, your brain starts to be like, oh, God, what if this just goes terrible? Oh, no, like, what if I can't think of what to say? Yeah. Right? Because you're not giving it a sense of direction. So, of course, your brain being the negative wired brain that we all experience, that's where it's going to go. But if you can give it that direction of like, okay, we're not going to entertain those thoughts right now. Like, how can I just make this, like, magical? Then your brain's like... Oh, cool. Like, we can actually think about other things besides, like, yeah. how can I just protect you from the worst case scenario? Yeah. Like, that's... I, lo- I love that question. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm imagining myself mm-hmm. how I can ask that in anything I do. Yeah. And how much it would change... Works in everything. How much I... Literally any situation, like, mm-hmm. work, uh, you know, in my relationships, like, with my family, like, with working out. Like, how could I implement those questions to get a much different outcome mm-hmm. versus just going through it. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, oh, well, <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Where'd you get that from? Was that Tony Robbins? Tony. Yeah. So he always says <laughs> yeah. the quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. I love that. Because if you ask, like, I need to get on this. I need to get on these AOL messages. Yeah, for I know. real. Me too. <laughs> Send them my number. Yeah. I man, I love it because it's. It it just frees up so much. It frees up so much. And I think giving the people the ability to determine their own life, to make their own decisions, and to end up where they truly want to be and, and even past that where they thought they never could be, I think that's one of the most powerful tools and one of the most fulfilling ways to live this life ever. And first doing it with yourself and then passing it on to others by what we're doing, by mm-hmm. writing books by uh, putting up a podcast, making YouTube videos, and then just by living your life, right? Mm-hmm. So I love hearing this, and I'm only saying this to further my point. Sometimes people will tell me, which I'm really grateful for, man, Ryan, you're doing awesome, man. You, you did this, and like, I love that. Thank you for that. There's a part of me where it's like, <laughs> I, I don't like talking about it. You know, I don't like talking about myself. I like talking about others, and like, I'm still learning, right? It's a process. Yes, yes. But anyways, it's like... Um, the, we we live our life we teach others by the way we live our life too so if we live our life if we're happy if we're very successful in all areas of life that's going to rub off on other people yeah. Yeah. so there's just so many ways to spread it to others and i think that's why it's important to do it for ourselves first and and continuously while helping others because if we live it it's going to teach other people and it's going to show other people when you see that guy succeeding and he's very happy it's going to inspire and motivate others and I think that's very powerful. I feel like I could go another two hours. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's it's so awesome. It's cool to see too the progression of, like how we've evolved with thinking about stuff like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and how our friendship has evolved and mm-hmm. how we've we haven't lost sight of all this despite yeah what may be going on in our our life situations. You know where we're at geographically. Like yeah, because we don't talk every day. No, like but when we do talk, it's like. It was oh, which pick up when we left. Yeah, up. when Ryan Ryan called me out of the blue in like September, and he was talking to me. I was like, "This is insane because like he has yet like he has continuously grown even since we last talked in June." Mm-hmm. And it was like it was even motivating for me. I was like, "Okay, Ryan's still growing too. Like I need mm-hmm. to step my yeah. my development game up." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But but you hearing him ask me the certain questions like he was asking me about the books I was reading and stuff like that. I was like. This is awesome because I haven't talked to him in like five months. Yeah. But we still have this relationship where we're going to hold each other accountable and see like where we're at mentally and like where we can learn from each other. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like a, um, not like a competition, like a competitive thing, but it's like, it's like, bet like Ryan's on his P's mm-hmm. and Q's, like, damn, I got to get my shit straight. Like Daniel's on his shit. I got to exactly. be on mine. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't fail them. Like, cause if we already made this pact to where it's like a thing, like we're just, we're going, we're going. And if we need one another, we can rely on one another too. You know, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, in. which is why it's so important. Like he was talking about to have those people in your life. Cause yeah. you, if you don't, you would never feel that sense of like, oh, I need to work towards this because like yeah. someone's like, you'd be like, well, I mean, they're just chilling after work. I may as well just hang out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. depending on who you're around. Yeah. Because I've definitely had moments where I sit here and I'm like, if I do this, but like, damn, Ryan's probably, I don't know, jumping yeah. over mountains right now. <laughs> jumping over. He's probably doing like. I'm like, nah. But, I'm like, nah, I'm not about to lose. Nah. I'm going to work out or something. I know. I love gotta that. Go, no. got to get myself back up to par and get, like that. I get so affected by our conversations. Like, after him, I'm like. Like, cause it's, again, it's stuff that like we both think about individually, but then whenever we come together and talk mm-hmm. about it, it's like, okay, cool. Like I have someone else in my life that is thinking the same way, mm-hmm. like, and is going to, I know, hold me accountable and I'm going to hold him accountable. Like it freaking amps me up mm-hmm. and I'm like so ready to like wake up the next day and like do different things to work towards it. Call him a Ryan. Look, I'm like, hey, Ryan. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> dude, he, like we talked on my way home from Oklahoma last time and yeah. Uh, he called me when I was in like Norman, still like two and a half hours away, and we got off the phone. I was in Denton, and he was like, "Oh my God, you're already back home? It's been two and a half hours." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Dude, that time flew." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, talk to me when I get on my flight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, you on the phone? Yeah. You have service? <laughs> you just hear. It. Yeah. Plane's going down. Something happened, right? Yeah. No, we're good. No. Nah, we're good, man. No, I'm just jumping out the plane right now. <laughs> yeah. Is that a parachute? It's a little windy. <laughs> Is that a parachute? No, nah, man, but I think it's. This has definitely been, if not the greatest like, podcast we've. I don't know. One yeah, of the top, I, one of the top tiers, definitely. Top three. Well, thank you, man. Really glad to have you on today, man. Yeah. So, likewise. If, if you could give one more like key takeaway for someone listening like whether it's something to implement or like just an ending thought something that's helped you mm-hmm. just to just to end things on just to give someone like a practical take i mean there's been a million of them but yeah just to give someone listening who maybe doesn't even know you who's like okay cool like i can leave with this thought or like this practice i think uh 
whatever way works for you, whether it's a journal, whether it's meditation, choose one small goal today and do it. Uh, I think one thing that's helped me a lot was to pull from another speech I've heard, I forget his name, General something McRaven or something like that. He gave a speech at UT and he was, mm-hmm. it was a famous speech about mm-hmm. making your bed, right? And he wrote a book that, that deals with that as well. Do one thing a day, especially early in the day, that sets you up for success. So every day I do make my bed and it's, it's, it is literally the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I literally, I don't even make it look that good, but I do make it. Mm-hmm. I just, I open up, like think of yourself like in a burrito. I open up the burrito, I get out and I close the burrito. I made my bed, you know, tuck it in a little bit. I did something that was nice for myself, nice for my environment, and something that makes me feel good the second I woke up. Now that puts me in a better position to make decisions. That gives me a better vantage point to see things that are coming up in my life that day to make better actions. But the actions make up my life, which make better results, right? Mm -hmm. So I think do something small every single day that, especially in the beginning, that's very easy and sets you up for success. That's Mm -hmm. what I would say. Uh, that's That's your next step. Do that and then build on it. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Well, man, it was great having you on today, man. We really appreciate you coming out. And we, yeah, we appreciate guys. you flying down just for this. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no thanks you very much. Yeah, no yeah. thanks yeah. for the video. <laughs> I like, am flying out right yeah. after this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what time? Like, uh, I fly out at 2.40. Oh, dang. Dang, bro, really made time. Like, that's, oh, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. Of course, dude. I was so excited. And, and it's funny, like, I came down here Thanksgiving family, and then I, I knew I wanted to, to see people. And I, I always know, especially now that now that I live in another state, I have a very limited amount of time to, to mm-hmm. see people because I want yeah. to see my family as well. And it's like, it makes it that much more special, but it also makes it that much more selective for me mm-hmm. where I might have. I'll just say people in my life. I'll just say it this way. It's kind of stereotype. Yo, bro. Dude, let's hang out, dude. I haven't seen you forever, dude. Let's go get some food, dude. I'm just like, no. I'm like, I'm like bro, you're, I'm not going to. I only got a limited amount of time. It's not even limited. I only have a specific amount of time I want to a lot. And I want to allot it with people that I care about, people that I love, and people that are worthwhile, and the people that are going to bring fulfillment into my life and people that I can bring fulfillment into their life. Right. Yeah. And it's like special, special moments for special people. And that's truly what this is where it's like, I, I saved this for the last day. Like I was so excited. Like, man, it wasn't that early, but like, man, I get to wake up at six, like get to go to this podcast at seven, like morning thing before I fly out. Like, it makes it that much more special where Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do this. And I wouldn't want to do this just like anybody with like, just with a random person, like, dude, let's go to Taco Bell and hang out, dude. And, and <laughs> no, I was like, like, no, I'm like, not going to make time for yeah, like, the ones that Yeah, I'm going to make time for my brothers, for the real ones, for the people I care about and the people that help me build up. And then I can bring something from them or I can pour into their lives, but then they can also pour into my life. Like, that's what yeah. you were saying earlier is our phone calls. I learned something from you. You learned something from me. Like, that's what I want. That's what I want more of is that Mm -hmm. reciprocal relationship where Mm -hmm. I always leave feeling better. I'm so thankful for meeting with you. And then it brings me joy that you guys tell me and and you let me know that it's the same thing from your end. So it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, like that's worthwhile. That's worthwhile to put into anybody's day into my day. So I'm Mm -hmm. extremely thankful 
for both of you for making the time as well out of your day and, and letting me in your house and putting me on the podcast and just to be able to see you guys and learn from you guys again and see you in the flesh and it's just all love man yeah, love you both very much love you too brother love you too man okay. alright I think with that uh, we'll wrap it up right now yeah I think peace so. see ya